Hello and welcome to the First Baptist Church of LaGrange. What an honor it is to have you listening to our church broadcast today. We hope that as you listen along, following in your Bible, that you experience the grace and presence of Christ just as strongly as we do every Sunday in our worship service. May God truly bless you as you listen. A little bit ago, I was at a high school graduation. Anybody been at one of those lately? Yeah. Man, still thankful that, uh, man, our graduates are just doing so well. And I was at LaGrange High School's graduation. Probably you may not be able to guess why. Uh, but I was there, and the guest speaker, uh, man, had an incredible, just incredible talk. And his main focus was just kind of two words, and that was a character wins. And I remember him speaking about how we shouldn't let our, our talent outrun our character. He talked about that if we focused on our character, we would go more places than our talent could ever take us. And so character, those internal traits or those things that are, that are true about us internally are incredibly important. So when we see character in others... You and I have the wonderful privilege and opportunity to meet a tremendous need in someone's life just simply by pointing out what you see in their character. This could be described as meeting the need of approval. As stewards of God's grace, and that's what we are, God has given us grace, and so we're to to steward it, to be good, responsible stewards of it. We're called really to meet the need of approval in others as a way of giving God's grace to others. In Ephesians 4.29, we read these words. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Edification means to build up. We're called to build one another up. I've told you before, when we preach through 1 Corinthians, the word edification is where we get our word edifice from. It's when we build our dwelling places, we build our edifices. It's, It's a construction word. We're to do this, we're to build each other up in a way that it gives grace to those who hear. Said differently, it's meeting the need of approval. Now, we've been in a series called Foundations where we're talking about how to love one another as Christ has loved us. We've been talking about that we do that through meeting these things that we call relational needs. To the degree, though, that we meet these needs means that we can have a tremendous profound effect on people in four different areas of their lives. When we meet these needs and when we don't meet these needs, we're affecting four areas of people's lives. Number one, we're affecting their thoughts. We affect their feelings. We affect their behaviors. And we affect the outcomes of their life. Thoughts that we may have about ourselves, our worth, life in general, our value. Positive thoughts leave us healthy and are beneficial for us. Those thoughts turn into feelings and those feelings Positive feelings such as peace, hope, joy, gratitude, compassion, and love come from positive thoughts. And then those thoughts turn into behaviors. 
We'll be less likely to behave in unhealthy ways. There will be less destructive behavior. There will be a less need to turn to destructive habits if our thinking, feeling is right because it leads to doing, and then that doing turns into positive outcomes for our life. You're saying, I'm not really sure I'm following you, Pastor. Well, just just work with me for a moment, and I'm going to ask a question, and when I ask the question, I want you to give me some responses live. For example, just think about this. If I hear, if I hear these words, you will never amount to anything. You were a mistake. You are the cause of our divorce. You are stupid and a constant irritation to me. If you hear those words as a child, what are some of your thoughts? (laughs) I'm not enough. I'm worthless. What else? I don't count for anything. Okay, so those are some of my thoughts. Well, then what do you think a child may be feeling after having those thoughts? Sad? Shame, oh, man, somebody, yeah, shameful. That's a big one. Yeah, exactly. So if this is my thinking and this is how I'm feeling, guess what a child may begin to do? probably going to act out in some negative way. Then if you act out enough as a child in a negative way, what could be the possible outcome of your life? May end up in jail. May end up in prison. May end up on drugs. See, you may not know this, but the Bible even tells us this, that we're a product of everything we think, feel, and do. So the Bible starts out with your thinking. You to take every thought captive, that we're to renew our minds. Your thinking is where this all starts. And so when we hear those words and those things about us that we don't amount to anything, that we're a mistake, that we're the cause of something, or that we're stupid or whatever, we begin to think, feel, and do things. But can you imagine if we just did the opposite? What if I said to a child, you are very smart, you are brave, you are courageous, you are kind, you make our family just run so smoothly, you bring us hope, you're a source of joy, you're thoughtful, you're hardworking, you're selfless, you're others focused, I'm just so proud of you. What does a child think then? (laughs) Dearly loved. They begin to feel. Happy, yeah, that's right. What they begin to do? They begin to act in accordance with what? How they're feeling. There's positive outcomes on the other end of that. And I'm just trying to tell you, over one simple need of approval, speaking into what you see, into the character of somebody, either meeting that or not meeting that, has tremendous consequences. When these relational values are met, we begin to think positive thoughts that I matter, I'm special, I'm important. I begin to feel like I'm cared for. I feel hopeful. I feel like I can make a difference. I begin to act in ways that that are consistent with that, and I, I am more caring toward other people. I tend to put more value in other people. I try to think about other people more. So this morning, we're in this zone of this idea of meeting the need of approval. So somebody would ask, then what is approval? What's the building up and the affirming the worth of another person? It's noticing somebody's character and speaking to it. It's bragging about how great somebody is and speaking highly about them. It's acknowledging, pay attention, a person for who they are 
apart from what they do, good or bad. When we preached on appreciation and talked about the need for appreciation, that deals with what people do. Approval is dealing with who people are. There's a very distinct difference. It's the opposite. Maybe sometimes you learn better by looking at what something is not as opposed to what it is. The opposite of dis- is disapproval. It's making someone question whether they are liked. It's making somebody question whether you view them favorably or whether they're viewed as worthy. It's not saying unwholesome things or using a dismissive or condescending tone. Approval is not met when I give a disapproving look. It's not met when I share about a person's accomplishments either. It's met when I deal with their internal traits, their character. It sounds like this. I'm proud of you. You are a kind, tender, generous person. I'm impressed with how loving you are toward other people. I love you, and I'm glad I'm in relationship with you. That's what it looks like and sounds like. You're saying, man, well, where do we see this scripturally? That's a great question to ask me. (laughs) And you could bet that I was going to take you there. One of the greatest places that you may have missed the need of approval is found in the life of Jesus. So in Matthew chapter 3, we're going to look there just for a minute. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, some familiar words to you. But the Bible says this, Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered and said, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fulfilling, fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. And after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And here it comes. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Those are amazing words of approval. You see, before Jesus performed any miracle, before Jesus preached a single sermon, before Jesus did anything like that, the Father gave his son approval and affirmed the important fact of who his son was and the relationship that he had with him. That is meeting the need of approval. When I say things like, JL, you are my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased, that is meeting the need of approval. So we see the father thinks this is a really big deal, and he spoke it over his own son. So then how do we do that? What what are some practical ways that we can meet the need of approval biblically? Not just psychologically or those kind of things. Biblically, how do we do this? Well, there's three big words that come up in the Scripture as you search this need of approval. And I'm going to use those words to make three points. First of all, this, building up others meets the need of approval. You've heard that previously. There are other places besides Ephesians 4 that touch on this. One is Romans 14, 19. So then we pursue the things which make for peace, and there it is, and the building up of one another. So that's one of the things that we're supposed to seek is to build up one another. 
In this culture right now of cancel culture and hate culture and squelching culture, do you think we're building people up or are we tearing people down? And I'm telling you, this is what our children are learning, how the world operates. So we have to do the exact opposite. We need to be on what? On the front end of this thing, building our kids up, showing them what this looks like. We need to be doing this in our marriages. We need to be doing this, listen, with how we even speak to people with whom we disagree. We need to model this for people. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up as you are also already doing. So when we speak approval, what we're doing, Sarah, is we're building someone up. We're saying, listen, I see something in you, and I want to strengthen that, and I want to encourage that, I want to fortify that, Lucy, and I want to build you up. Remember, Ephesians 4 says that we do this, and as we're doing this, this is the way that we meet a need of the moment, and we give grace to people. You're saying, well, man, they don't deserve it. Well, that's what grace is, right? Giving somebody something they don't deserve. Isn't that right? So, so even if somebody didn't deserve you to, to speak approval of them, we're called to do it. Because listen, if everybody in the room has Christ in them, they're a Christ follower. And listen, I can build somebody up who's a Christ follower even though I'm at odds with them. I can do it. Because Christ in them, i got to have something positive to say about that. Amen? So building up others meets the need of approval. But listen, here's something that's really cool. In my study this week, I found this. Boasting of others meets the need of approval. While boasting of myself is prideful, for the most part, depending on my motive. You know, if I were to speak earlier, like I said, hey, I want to be faithful, I wasn't being prideful, and I was just sharing something with you. But, but typically when we boast of ourselves, it is prideful in the wrong way. But boasting of others is a good thing, depending on my motive, too. <laughs> so I could boast of you, Sam, but if I did it to get something from you, that would be the wrong way to boast of you, Right? But we are to boast, and the Scripture tells us that, that we are to boast of others all the time. There are many places, but for this morning, for the sake of time, I'll cover a few. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Paul says, I affirm, brethren, by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus, O Lord, I die daily. And we looked at 1 Corinthians. They were probably the, the worst church in, in the early first century, but yet Paul boasted of them. That's something good to say about them. Paul was boasting of others. You read the end of his letters, he's always boasting of how faithful people have been to help him. Paul picks up that theme of boasting in 2 Corinthians 7, 14-15 when he says this, For if anything I have boasted to him about you, I was not put to shame, but we also speak things to you in truth. So also our boasting before Titus proved to be the truth. And then he boasts, he says, his affection abounds all the more towards you as he remembers the obedience of you all, how you received him with fear and trembling. So, so Titus has come back and reported to Paul these incredible things, and the church is boasting about Titus, and now Paul is boasting about Titus, and Titus is boasting about the church. But then we even see Jesus doing this. For example, with John the Baptist, Jesus boasts of him in Matthew eleven eleven when he says this, truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. That's approving of someone. That, that's, those are very approving words. It's, it's boasting. Jesus boasts of the widow who gave her two coins. Jesus boasts of Peter who makes this great confession of faith. Jesus boasts of Mary of Bethany who anointed his body for burial. Jesus boasts of this leper who comes back and gives him thanks. 
And then we see the father boasting of Jesus in Matthew 3 that we read earlier. So when we build each other up and when we boast of each other, we're meeting the need of approval. But man, I, I couldn't, couldn't contain this. This next point, I've got to share this with you because this was fruit of study. Man, this, this excited me. Justin and I have been talking about this, and, and, and I couldn't. I know he probably had to go Thursday, and I kept him hostage in my office telling him this was on my heart. I couldn't wait to get this out. But, but here's the third thing. This is really something beautiful. Blessing others meets the need of approval. And when I mean that, I don't mean doing something good for people. I mean speaking a blessing over people. Speaking a blessing. As I was preparing for this message, I was speaking with a very, very close friend of mine who's an incredible theologian. And his insight into this really affected me deeply, and it caused me to do greater study. And one of the things I know is that we both agreed that the blessings that were spoken from God to man and then from man to man in some ways are really about the need of approval. Here's what my friend said in written correspondence with me. I was like, you shared a lot. Can you put that in a file for me to keep forever? And he said, I'm going to read it with a few minor additions from me. He said, the way I think about the topic of blessing and its connection to approval relates to why, what, and how. He said, why? Listen, this is, this is so good. The blessing seems to be critical to the formation of a secure identity as the beloved of God. So when I'm speaking a blessing over you, I'm just confirming in you that I see that you are the child of God that God says that you are. And he says, approval is the affirmation of your competence to help you live out your identity. That's incredible. That when you speak a blessing over me, it actually empowers me to live out what you're saying. There's power in the word, I'm telling you. He says, what? What is the blessing? The blessing involves words of high value or approval about the character of somebody else. How do we do that? We bless and bring peace and well-being. That's the Hebrew just derivative of this thing. We, bring, we bless someone and we bring peace and well-being to someone when we choose words that describe someone's heart, maturity, or character. These spoken words of approval over the person is an expression of the blessing like we found in Matthew chapter 3. And so what happened from that is I began to do a little bit of deeper study, and the Hebrew word for blessing is barakah. It means transmittal of God's favor. So when we're speaking a blessing over people, we're transmitting to them God's favor to them. At the end of this service, Pastor Justin is going to stand before you and speak a blessing over you, and we're wanting to transmit God's blessing and favor to you. That's what the blessing is. So to Baruch is to kneel down by someone to empower them to prosper and thrive, to do well and to succeed. So in the Old Testament, when the, the patriarchs would speak a blessing over people, that's what they were doing, empowering them to live out what God had told them. Speaking a blessing is a way of empowering God's favor to be poured out into someone's life, and the blessing has to do with purpose in people's lives. It's almost as if the blessing empowers you to do what you were created to do. In other words, watch this. When God blesses something, it always happens just exactly as he's blessed. In Genesis chapter 1, 22, look at these words. God blessed them saying... 
Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. And when God blessed the creation at first, what happened? Boom, everything that you see. The blessing empowered it to do exactly what God had said. And we see this that when the Old Testament patriarchs would speak a blessing over their children, it was part legal, but it was also part prophetic, and it empowered them to do what the blessing was stating. In Hebrews 12, 11, 21, it says this. 11, 21 says, By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. And you know what happened to the sons of Joseph? You know what they went on to do? Exactly everything that the blessing entitled. This idea of blessing people speaks life into people. We see, we see this when Simeon blessed Mary and Joseph in the temple when they brought baby Jesus, Luke chapter 2, verse 34, and Simeon blessed them. He spoke a blessing over them and said to his, Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a son to be opposed. And did that happen? Yes, it happened. The blessing empowers so many things. We see the blessing from the Old Testament priests on the people of God was a way of reminding them of who they were and what God wanted for them. And to speak that over them meant that they could achieve that. I'm not talking about a name it, claim it here. You Please do not misunderstand me. If you want to you really get me angry, say that that's what I'm saying, because that's not what I'm saying. But look at this. You've heard this. Justin has spoken this over you. We sing this song. Some people are like, man, I wish we'd sing songs that have the scripture in it. Well, we sing this one, number 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Right? We sing this. Number six says, the Lord bless you and keep you. This is God speaking. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance on you and give you peace. Wow. Speaking a blessing over people is a great way to meet the need of approval. It declares their worth. It empowers them to do it. It builds them up and even boasts of who we are. So let's switch gears for a moment. I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to bring you back. So while it's important to know about how to give approval, it's also important for you to know how someone would like to receive approval. So think about maybe how yourself or maybe how others would like to receive approval. Some people are like, hey, don't do this thing publicly, but approve of me privately when you see something about my character. Don't bring me up on stage, but just speak to me one-on-one. Some people don't want the approval big. They want it small. Some people say, look beyond my performance and look at my character, my heart, and my maturity. Tell me something about me that makes you grateful or proud of me. Some people are like, when you see something honorable that I've done, I would like for you to tell others that I have done that. That would meet their need of approval. Some people like, separate who I am from what I do when you think or talk of me. Don't always just come to me talking to me about what I do. Talk to me about who I am. Tell me how grateful you are to be in relationship with me. That is a tremendous thing that flows over into security that we talked about last week but also meets the need of approval. It's where people need to know that they're grateful that you're in relationship with them. So that leads me to say this, because you need to hear this as well. When someone is thoughtful enough to meet the need of approval in your life, 
And they do it in a way that you like to receive it. Too many times what we do, though, is we try to deny it. We, we say things like this. I, I come up to you, Nathan, and I say to you, I say, and I'm going to use you because I know you can handle this. I really see, Nathan, that you're very conscientious, you're a self-starter, and you take initiative with things. And in your response to that, you'd say, yeah, well, who paid you to say that? Are you talking to me? You haven't seen the real me. Well, man, I'm trying to speak to your need of approval, and you've just denied that. And basically, you're saying to me that I'm lying. Well, how does that feel? I'm trying to meet a need in your life. And when you deny it, you don't get to receive it. So therefore, we, we don't get closer. Then a lot of times, not, people just don't deny it. They outright just deflect it. And what happens in deflection is this. So, so I could come up to Sarah and I could say, Sarah, you're, you're a woman of amazing courage. I think that you're a bold, strong, enthusiastic leader. Your leadership in the children's ministry has been a great example for many Last month, when, when you just let people know how you really feel about things that are going on at the church and ministry, man, just your vulnerability to declare where you're at is amazing. You are just such a great leader. Sarah would typically say, yeah, well, you know what, Pastor Steve, I think that you're a great leader too. And you know what? Last month when you did that, man, that was great. And listen, it's just deflecting. Because, listen, the fact of the matter is, is that when it comes to this thing of approval, we all want it, but we feel weird when people give it. And I'm just trying to tell you, we can't meet a need if you don't receive it. And so I want you to know that when people want to meet the need of approval, here's the deal. When you meet the need of approval, just don't say, hey, Nathan, I think you're a hard worker, and man, I'm impressed with that. Say, hey, listen, the past... Three days, uh, three, three weeks, I've noticed that you've been up here at the church after you get off work doing something I had to prepare for sports camp. I know that you've worked all day long, you're sweaty, and, and you're tired, but yet you're up here mowing grass, doing something, man. You are such a hard worker, man. I appreciate it now. Now listen, here's what he can't do. He can't deny it because I just gave him evidence. But he can deflect it. So when I meet the need of approval, I need to give evidence so that you know I know what I'm talking about. Does that make sense? So then we say things like this. So then Nathan and Sarah, because I'm picking on you this morning and I don't know why, you just happen to be in my purview, I guess. So when I say to you those kind words about your character and your heart, the way that you receive that is simply just do that. Say what? Thank you, I receive. Thank you, I received that. If you've been around me long enough, you compliment me. You know those are the words that I often use. Hey, I received that. Because I'm informing myself that what you're saying about me is true. Because the enemy's had enough time in my brain. It's time for me to start listening to the Spirit of God through other people. Amen? Right? This is how the church matters. This is how we speak life to people. And this is what we're doing is meeting this need. So let, let others praise you a little bit. Let others boast of you and just simply receive it. It is one of the ways that God wants to meet your needs. So you know how we do. Let's not be just hearers of the word. Let's be doers. We're going we're gonna to do some of this right here in the room. It's going to be awesome for all my extroverts. <laughs> so I want you to do this with me right now. I want you just to really go before the Lord. And there's going to be some prayer up here on the screen. Maybe I want you to just begin to pray before the Lord, but it's this. 
Pray and ask God right now in this moment, who in your life needs you to notice a positive character trait and talk to them about it? And who could it be in your life right now that God's wanting to speak approval into? Who's acted in a very honorable way? Who needs to be bragged about in front of others in your life? Maybe who needs a handwritten note of approval from you this week? Who, who, who is God wanting to approve of in your life through you? I want you just to pray that right now. Just ask, get, get a picture, ask God to show you a face, show you a name. God, who in my life needs approval? Would you do that just for a moment? Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Lord, who needs us to love? Love them through your love. God, who needs a touch, God, of your love through meeting the need of approval? Show us. I want to demonstrate for you another way that we're going to do it right here in the room. Because if you're going to do it for people out there, I want you to know how to do it with the people in here. So we're going to do this, and uh, we're going to say this, man. I'm going to give you an opportunity to say some words like this to somebody. I really see this in you, and I admire this about you, and I noticed it when. So you're going to say something like these words right here. I'm going to let you in on something that I was going to write to my wife in a card but I've decided to speak it verbally to her in here so that you could see what this looks like. And then I want you to do something similar with somebody in the room. So Rachel, could you come up just for a moment, sweetheart? I know you don't like this and um, I'm so sorry, but the world needs to see what I get to deal with every day. They just need to see this amazing awesomeness right here. So here are my words to you. And this is, I wrote it, so that's what, the, it reads differently if I were just to speak it as versus writing. So I wrote it, so I'm going to give that to you. I admire your selflessness. I saw you, I saw this in you this past week when all of our kids and grandkids were at home. You constantly took the initiative with any need. You didn't wait. You jumped on it. You gave up sleep, you gave up money, you gave up the things you wanted to do, your time, your preferences, and even feeding yourself on several occasions. I'm grateful that you're in my life because I get to live with one of the most amazing, strong, tireless, and other focused human beings on the planet. I love you. So you then say, thank you. I receive it. So, so what do you guys get to do? So I want to right now, just in the room, we aren't done yet. We're, we're, turkeys are done. We'll be finished in a few moments. But I want to right now, would you just stand up and maybe just find somebody and just speak something about their character to them? It could be one, one sentence. It could be two. It could be a couple of words. But would you do that right now? Just find somebody. Speak something in their life right now. So let's go. Stand your feet. And speak something approving to somebody. 
practice, everybody practice saying I receive that? Now turn back to that person, say I receive that. Don't, don't forget to close the loop. So our band's gonna come now and we're gonna move into this time of invitation. But can I ask you just for a moment, I wonder if you could envision with me just, just a little bit, just envision with me, what if more of that happened in your home? What would that be like? What if that happened as a teacher in the school when students spoke to you, that's what they said to you? What if that's what your coach said of you constantly? Man, I just see this in you. What do you think it would be like if First Baptist was known as the people who spoke the blessing over LaGrange? What do you think that would do? So we have the power, guys, of the spoken word just to speak. James says there's life and death in our tongue. So I don't want you to lose the vision of this. You can do this anywhere all the time. It's so easy. I'm going to give you a few more practical tips in just a few moments. We're going to sing and then we're going to do some stuff, and then I'm going to come back up before Justin comes, and I'm going to give you a few things I think that are awesome to take home with you to continue to do the book together. But you see, maybe you're here this morning because you got invited or you just kind of found us, but you don't really know that God has anything approving to say of you. And I wonder, just pay attention to these words on the screen. It's, it's John chapter 1, verse 12, and it says this. But, it, but as many as received him, meaning Jesus, to them, Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. And we know this morning that you can be approved of by God because of Christ. If you simply just confess with your mouth that you have sinned against God, and just confess to the Lord that you know that you deserve his, his judgment, you deserve his wrath, but you're pleading with him for mercy. And you would just believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross to pay for your sin, that he was buried and raised again to give you life. If you'll just, just confess and believe that, then Jesus says for those who've received that, they get eternal life and then you can be called a child of God. That is awesome. That can happen for you today, right here in this room. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to sing, and there will be some men and women up here at the front to pray with you, to, to speak to you. Maybe you're here this morning, you're like, man, I really needed approval, but nobody's spoken to me about that, and I'm just really, I'm just really hurt. Hey, come, let us give you some approval. Let us help you. Let us pray with you. Maybe you don't feel like you matter. Maybe you've, you just don't want to hear those words that people are speaking to you because your self-worth is just so low because you're basing who you are on what you've done and you just haven't believed yet that you are far more precious than what you have done. I'm going to pray. You come and then I'll come back and give you a few practical things. Lord, I pray right now in this moment that your power, God, would be manifestly being made known in the hearts and minds of those who would hear that, God, you are for us and that you love us. 
Save, Lord. Save those who may not know you today and build up those who do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand and come as we sing? Give you some practical help here. And for those of you who would like this, man, take a screenshot of it or something. I don't know. But maybe you want to go home today and you want to post a picture of someone on social media and just brag on this person affirming their character. That's super easy to do. Maybe you want to go home today and just meditate on how much Jesus and the Father really approve of you. Because you're in the beloved. Think of a blessing for each of your children. A spoken blessing that you can speak over their life and then make it a special occasion and then just speak it over them. Here's something I'm planning on doing. Each day this week, look for a positive character quality in someone in your home. And then at the end of the week, share it with them. Create a word cloud. It means you just put their name in, in a little bubble. And then all the character traits that you see in them, just kind of put little bubbles around them with examples of how they've met that. And then just give that to them. Here's something really cool. Plan a treasure hunt around the house. And then tell your child that they're going to find all the reasons why they're your treasure. Tell your spouse this week, take her on a date or take him on a date and say, I'm so glad God gave me you because. There's practical ways that you can go meet the need of approval from here. So Pastor Justin, now would you come and speak a blessing over our congregation? May the grace of Christ our Savior and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Spirit be with each of you now and forever. Amen. When life's a mess and you can't catch your breath And no one's there to bail you out Got a wall so tall, wishing it would fall I know who can tear it down Sweet Jesus Him and nobody else Sweet Jesus He's the one you call for help Say His name, won't start shaking Say His name, chase start breaking
Say it on the hard days. Say it, we can always say it. Name above all names on the good days. Say it on the hard days. Say it, we can always say it. Name 